I do like, um, you know, you wear a suit. You know, sometimes after work I go places or, you know, for events if I have to actually wear a suit jacket and stuff. And if you're not in a place, like I go to the mall in a suit or even dress pants and a dress shirt. And, and people treat you differently, right? Because you're not, I don't know, you know? So it's, it it's is true. It do. is true. You know, I noticed that when I would fly home sometimes when I was living in Three Hills. And I would fly out of the airport in um, a collared shirt and maybe just some dark jeans uh, and some, like, non, just, like, runner shoes. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I noticed that you. Do you know in Calgary they got that big stupid thing that makes it look like you're about to transport to another dimension? That they what? like you like it's a security thing. Oh and yeah, like, you stand in it where it's like random testing. Yeah, you know, yeah I throw yeah. that up with air quotes, folks, because every time I dress like well, I am right now, just like hoodies and a jeans and like a pair of Nikes on, I've randomly got selected every time. Is that right? And then as soon as I started wearing, like, a collared shirt and even just, like, some... I don't even know if I was wearing, like, slacks or anything like that. But just the fact that I wasn't wearing what I'm wearing now, I never got asked. Now, whether that was by chance or by selection, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? All I know is you do get treated a little bit differently, yeah, when you're... When you don't look like a scrub, yeah. I got I went from Medicine Hat to Edmonton through Calgary. I got randomly selected on both flights on the way there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir, you've been uh, randomly selected. I wish... I mean, I don't know anyone who works for Canadian... I don't know if it's the border services who runs the security. Because it's like I go through the metal detector and then it beeps and it tells you you've been selected. Right. Um... And so it does actually seem random because that machine seems to decide. But if someone who works for one of those companies can tell me if it can be manually overridden to beep, that would be good. <laughs> what are you saying there, T? Well, I'm just wondering. If it can be manually overridden, then you know it's just a ruse to fool the public into thinking it's, it's random. I feel so they like they would the never be able to divulge it even if it was true simply because – Think well, about, that's the thing, though. Think about they the chaos with, like, minority but, groups or... I'm with you. You know. But we're talking about, like, for a security firm, these are the entry-level employees. If they have the power to do that, yeah, it's like, true. you know, like... They're I feel gonna, like that would be common you. knowledge by now. Also, Tarek, how old are you? Why do you 30. have a fidget spinner? Oh, I don't know. Our bank's been handing them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got onto that late. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Oh, goodness. This one's from MasterCard. Dude, so explain these things to me. Fidget spinners? Yeah. No, it's this fad's over, man. We got to move on to the next one. Well, I know, but like, do you, oh, okay, that's what I wondered about was those stupid <laughs> little holes on the ends. Like, what do you do with those? Yeah. Dude, quit playing with it. I'm playing with it. That's what it's for. Because it's going to distract me this whole episode. Fidget spinner. Dude, let me ask you this. Okay. Okay, let's let's keep rolling with this this clothing topic for a moment. Do you think as a professional, now put yourself in the position of being the boss, not so much the employee. Do you think that it should be acceptable for a boss to give a an allowance, a clothing allowance to their employees for business attire? Yeah. Is that a tough question? 
Well, yeah, because it's from a boss's perspective, it's not like a thing you can write off. So it's like it really. Sure, just you can. can. No, you can't. Why not? Not unless it's a uniform. So are you asking me? I'm, um, I'm more asking. Should a boss do it? Or I don't if understand you the... if you were the boss of a company, would you be more inclined to do that if you wanted your employees to dress a certain way? Yeah, because for important? instance. In your profession or in your office and as well as in mine, there is no sort of allowance being given out, at least in mine. I don't know if I can speak on behalf of yours, but I'm guessing not. Nope. I, I don't think it's a common thing. Nope. But I kind of think that that would be – because I hate calling them dress clothes, but it's really what they are. Um, they're, they're typically not something you wear every day outside of work. Which is five days a week and eight hours a day. Exactly. Which is the majority of your. I was gonna say, I wear. I don't wear my regular clothes nearly as much. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's my what regular I mean, clothes right? or the other clothes. It's it's <laughs> not it's not something you wear outside of work usually, unless it's an event of some sort. That's usually a work event, yeah. And then, I mean, I just and typically they're more expensive than True. if you want to call them regular clothes. And so I just always get frustrated by this idea that we don't support people in dressing a certain way by giving them some sort of financial incentive to go and do it. Instead, we expect them to want to work for us and pay for it out of their pocket. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, also, can I point out that if my boss is listening to this, in no way am I upset with my current situation. <laughs> um if my boss is listening hey work on that clothing stipend let's get it done <laughs> um no i mean i think you can like like i don't know it depends on how important it is like you know if the type of clothes you wear like if we're talking suits and it's uh you know new york like law firm where it's like people check out what kind of suit you wear and you expect them to give them a clothing thing or whatever right or it's like you're getting paid enough money that it's expected i don't know like at my bank you could wear walmart stuff and it you know it wouldn't be as nice but nobody's gonna care you know what i mean so it's yeah. not like it's not like a big deal and i think that's probably like most retail or commercial banks in the branches at the branch level maybe i don't know um you want to look nice because people do care, but it's like not that big a deal. So I think if you're in a very, very appearance-based bit end of your business or whatever, then yeah, if that's that important, you should pay for it because you're expecting people to buy expensive stuff. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I guess I would. And then, the, generally speaking, if you're in an appearance-based business and you're making good money, then you, that was part of. I don't know. That's part of your success. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like. Right. You would pay for that. That's why you're good at what you do because you dress the way you need to dress to get the job done type of deal. Yeah, I, I guess that. I, I guess I agree with that, yeah. 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 Now, is your suit jacket, is it just a standard or is it like, do you have this thing fitted to you? Uh, I usually just get it off the rack. My body type, upper body, it seems to work pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I, I have a couple that I just get tailored. I mean, you just get a suit jacket tailored. It's not too expensive, but... They don't change it much anyway, so I don't find it worth it. Yeah. Cool. I would like to I would you know like to probably just get a really fancy suit. I've always wanted to try um that one online suit store that everyone talks about. A buddy of mine 
did that for his wedding. It worked out really good. Oh, really? Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. I think I know what Indochino. you're talking about. Oh, yeah, Indochino. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So they were anyways. a huge like podcast sponsor for a lot of different podcasts exactly. I listened to. That's how I'd heard about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Maddie, what are we talking about this week? Dude, we're talking how long about we recording. Uh, we've been recording for a good thirteen minutes. Oh boy, what are we talking about this week? Um, dude, we're talking about home-based businesses. Home-based business. Yeah. Like um, like Dukes of Hazard, like uh, distilling your own beer, a moonshining. I think. If liquor laws were a little more loose, I think that would actually be worth it. Yeah, to get into that kind of venture. Drink some bad moonshine, you'll go bad. You'll go blind. You know that's what they always say. But do you know anyone who's blind because they drank bad moonshine? Yeah. Who? Old blind moonshine Bill. He's down the street from me. <laughs> Good old blind moonshine Bill. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, what I want to talk about is, because I'm sure everyone listening to this either knows someone, maybe you are that someone, who has these businesses like um, Essential Oils, or Arbonne, or I can't remember what the other little makeup one is called, but it starts with an A as well. Well, the one the one that started it all, I think, was Mary Kay back Mary in the Kay. day. Oh, that's right. Mary Kay was yeah. a big one, too. That's Or is probably still a huge one. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, I thought about these because I've been seeing them pop up left, right, and center from uh, friends of mine through social media because, obviously, that's probably your best way of building up a clientele. And so, yeah, you, you get these people who are kind of trying to pitch their product to you, tell you why it's kind of the, the best or why it's going to, I guess, enhance your life in some way. And it got me thinking about this stuff and it got me thinking about when I was younger and the like fear of pyramid schemes. Um, and not so much that I think that these are so much a pyramid scheme, but I wanted to get your thoughts on these things because I don't know that, I don't know how I feel about them, I guess, is my, it's first and foremost. The other yeah, part I is mean, I'm also very uneducated on how they work, but. Yeah, I mean, and I think the tough thing is um, there's so many of them right now. So, you know, you're going to have the whole gamut of experiences and, and setups from really, really good to really, really bad to, you know, some of it's who's on your team or who your managers are or whatever you want to call them that versus the other ones. And so, I don't know, I think it's interesting. Um, and it is providing a lot of people the opportunity to make a little extra income for their household. Um, and, and for some people, I know Brittany has a friend who is making a lot of money, actually. And she's with uh, Unique. Um, you know, they fly her out to Vegas. and She's done like this promo video. And she was a social worker before. And she makes way more money now just selling that from her house or whatever. And so. Wow. Yeah, See, it's um, I, interesting. I think there's some appeal to it, right? Like, it's obviously all home-based. You don't have to, like, go to a job. Um, a lot of it is you're trying to market to people your own age and people most likely within your friend circle or within your friend's friend's circle. Exactly. Um, and so it's not like you have to really reach out to a lot of people you don't know. And, to get started. You know, and it's not really, like, door-to-door -door sales. Um, like, you know, these products might have been. Uh, you know, 25 years ago. Yep. 
And so, I mean, I think it's it's a really neat venture, and I, I like how it is growing. Um, and I just kind of wonder if this is the future of some of these markets, I guess. What- yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, you just look at the numbers of people getting involved. And, and the fact is, I think most people, probably more than most people, you know, end up doing it for a little bit and then sort of give it up. You know, I feel... And I don't know the start statistics for sure, but I'm sure if you looked up uh, multi-level marketing, how many people stay with it for more than a year, you see the signups versus dropouts being, you know, pretty high. But that's people every who do make it. That's true. And people who make it, though, they make good money. Um, what you found out, I think, you know, the thing that's a little tough is you can make good money by selling your products specifically directly to your consumer, but where the real money is and how you really develop a solid income stream is if you have people below you and people below them and people below them selling. Because then you've got income coming in from several different levels and that's the the pyramid, I guess. But that does make it so that that's how you make the real money. It's not about how much you can sell on your own. That's a, that's kind of important. But it's about how much you can sell as well as how many people below you can also sell. Well, you got to be able to sell. That's That's number one. If you're not a good salesperson, then you're probably not going very far in this. You yeah. have to convince people that they need this, they want this, but then and it's going and then to better that they want to also it. sell it. Because that's where the money is. Eventually, not but, but I don't think like I think too often like anytime I've heard of I don't want to call them pyramid schemes because it makes it sound so negative when you use the word scheme, but it it's that multi level marketing. It is in the shape of a pyramid, yes. But I don't want to call it a scheme because I don't think that yeah. it's always a bad thing. I think it's just a different take on business um, that benefits you when you're good at it. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. And yeah. um, the reality is, is like you got to grind at the beginning. You got to build up a good clientele. You got to keep those clientele happy and also growing. And then I think then you get into the business of convincing others to also sell it beneath you and you got to find the right ones you got to find those people who have those same characteristics as you who want to sell who have that same hunger to like share these products and really believe in the product itself and then they have to do the same thing so you're, you're putting a lot of trust in those people beneath you to have that same drive as yourself because if they don't do well well it's not really helping you then, you know? And so, but I think that's, that's what um, I've noticed is again with this friend of Brittany's is, um, you know, she's built this community with the people below her, maybe above her. I don't know, but it's like, they call it a sisterhood or something like that, you know, which is maybe a little gimmicky, but I mean, the fact is she's in constant contact and they are constantly talking to each other about this or that or this. And so it is something like, okay, let's let's make a community out of this as opposed to just being transactional or do you know what i mean let's yeah i don't know yeah Yeah, absolutely you you build community because at the end of the day that's what everyone wants to be part of yeah whether you know it or whether you like it or not or whether you think that you do or don't like everyone just wants to be in community with others who have similar interests so by calling it a sisterhood or whatever you want to call it um you know it makes you feel like you're part of something and so I, I think there's definitely value to that. And I think that there is value to um, knowing that there are other people who love it just as much as you do. Uh, 
And so, because that's that's how it builds, you know. So, you know, you get all together, someone pitches an idea, everyone goes, oh, that's a really good idea. Let's all kind of jump on this and see how it goes. And, and you know, that's how you keep moving forward, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I guess maybe I should have done a little more research into this before we really talked it out. No, but, it's fine. I mean, because I'd, I'd really like to know what some of the statistics as well as some of the financial gain through it are. But, you know, it also what I was going to say is I notice one. Yes, there's like the makeup industry or, you know, I don't know that it's so popular amongst people our age anymore. But, you know, our mom's age was always having a Tupperware lady. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was the Tupperware lady in Inuvik uh, for well, before I was born, really, because I only lived there for three years. But she was a Tupperware lady in, in the community. And, you know, when I moved, when I was a kid, I remember uh, my mom hosting, like, these candle parties and uh, pampered chef parties because, you know, you need kitchen supplies or whatever and candles, apparently. Um, but, you know, so there there are these industries that everyone's always going to need. You know, now it's, you know, makeup and, and beauty and I don't know what what you call some of this stuff. But w- the one that's gotten me really intrigued as of late is essential oils. Okay. Because it seems like essential oils is something that I don't want to say it's like brand new because it's probably not. It's probably been around for a long time. But it seems new to me because I've only ever heard of it in probably the last three years. Right, right. Yeah, it's big now. It's certainly yeah. growing, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever used essential oils. Oh, yeah, Brittany's got a couple. And I don't really know what they do for one, oneself. Or if they've, you know, there's the, I, I listen to a podcast called Science Versus. Yeah, I listened to that episode, and, too. And, uh, you know, they were talking about essential oils and this idea of are they a placebo or is there actual, like, science behind do these things work or not and i'm not here to you know bash one side or the other and and say that you know people are crazy if they think these oils are helping them or you know that you know you're an idiot if you think they're a placebo or anything like that i guess it's more just i find it fascinating that there's this industry that has kind of come from i don't want to say nowhere but it feels kind of like nowhere. When I was a kid, I never heard of essential oils or anything like that. Oh, no, yeah. I think the oils thing has been like in, in a sort of a niche community for a while, you know, in the, I don't know, those granola type people. But, you know, now it's definitely much more mainstream now. I know Brittany uses it. If she's stressed if she's got a headache or I don't know. It's like, don't get, don't get me wrong. Brittany's 100% down for Western medicine. But the oils are nice to just make the room smell nice or to just, send, you know, it's just like a cutesy thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that she does. Yeah. She would never substitute that for an actual medicine. For actual. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I always thought too. Like these oils, I'm sure they give off like a really nice fragrance. And I'm sure they have some sort of feeling to you where you're like, if you are stressed and you smell this smell, it's like, oh, that does make me feel, you know, better or uh, it takes your mind off of things or whatever it might be. Whether or not there's actual medical evidence, I I don't know. Again, I haven't. Well, done you a listen lot of to science versus. It's very. There's no real medical evidence. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, I don't know why people are so hard on the placebo effect. If I felt sick, and I took something, and then I felt better, I don't see that as a bad thing. Even if that thing didn't help, you know, it could all just be in my head. At the end of the day, I feel better. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And, you know, I've heard people kind of give the same pitch for, like, Western medicine is that it is all a placebo effect. And that it's typically at the height of your sickness that you then break and feel like you need to go and take a Tylenol or some sort of um, antibiotic, basically. And that because it's already at the peak, then the down, you're already on like the other half of the hill. And so, of course, you think that the medicine is working, but... Uh, Wow, but is, really, it's it's just more the fact that your body's getting over it, <laughs> and so uh, these pharmaceutical com companies are not actually doing anything. I don't know. Anyways, it seemed like a pretty far fetched idea. Yeah, it seems a little tinfoil hatty for me, but yeah. either way, multi level marketing and oils. Yeah, it's I don't know. I think that's the thing, and I think if we're being honest, most people. You know, actually, most people are hopeful about making a ton of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they, if they're being honest, like, yeah, I'd love to make a ton of money doing this. But for the most part, they just want a s nice side income. You know, you see it's a lot of people who, um, you know, you don't, yeah, yeah, you know, no one goes into it really. I've, I've, I don't know anyone who's gone into it expecting it to be a full-time job. It just sort of turns into that eventually if they can. And so it's usually just for the extra income. And I don't know. And, and you know, I think... Um, what I've noticed too, just uh, if you are thinking of getting into a multi-level marketing product thing, um, get into a disposable product or a usable product, right? I, I know we've had a couple Tupperware and Norwex. If you've heard of Norwex, they do cleaning product parties. Dude, I have the broom. Yeah. Or the us dry too. mop. Yeah, us too. Dude, but awesome. we see this, um, and, and we enjoyed it. It was good. Brittany hosted a party as well, whatever. But those products, I only need once. And then maybe it wears out in three years, five years, ten years. I don't know. Whereas, you know, when you've got consumables being sold, makeup or, or coffee or oils, now you've got repeat business. Now you've got a monthly, monthly income. Whereas with the Norwex and the Tupperware, once you've exhausted your circle and then their circle and then their circle how do you you know how do you keep it's, going because you've run out of you've run out of customers there's no built-in revenue stream so that's something to consider as well absolutely that's a huge thing to consider yeah i, I never thought about it that way but that does make a really good point you do need those disposable items because yeah everyone kind of gets all full up on tupperware and yeah and, mops and they're good and stuff like that you know you i know consumables. yeah well and i know one of them uh, I had a buddy who was hawking vitamins at one point through these things. Oh yeah. And, or was it vitamin? Yeah, I think it was vitamins. And at one point I'm pretty sure he was trying to sell life insurance or something like that. <laughs> I swear it was life insurance. And I was like, uh, I think you have to be, I, I thought Half maybe door to you, have door? To be... <laughs> you have to be licensed to sell life insurance. <laughs> That's I, what I, I kind of thought too. I don't know how hard it is, but <laughs> All That's I know wild. is I remember talking to him and he's like, yeah, man, buying a suit because I'm going to sell life insurance. I'm pretty sure it was life insurance. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that seems extreme. But uh, yeah. Well, you know, and in, in that in that vein, like you look at the investors groups, the Edward Joneses, the Sun Lifes of the world. While it's not the same in that regard in terms of multi-level marketing, um, they, they, they take able-bodied people and they train them in-house. They get them licensed. They get them 
um, all set up, and then they send them out. And it's it's a really tough game because it's all about, it's like, again, you're an independent consultant. You know, if you don't make the sales, you don't get paid. And it's, it's, it's a little bit challenging. It's kind of a similar deal. Like, okay, and they do some good training programs because the turnover is so high at these companies. You know, like for their entry level employees, it's it's I don't know, seventy percent, eighty percent. It's hard to make it because it's like grinding, door knocking, mm-hmm. events, whatever you're doing to try and build your book of business. And and some firms, I think Edward Jones at least maybe they they do provide you with a little bit of income in the first year, but it tapers off quick because you're expected to be producing. Well, yeah, know? and I think that's how you find the motivated people, though, right? Exactly. It's like, you're going to be real motivated when there's bills stacking up and exactly. you ain't got no income. So guess what? You're going to figure out a way to sell this stuff to people because you got bills to pay. You got, uh, you know, probably miles to feed or keep a roof over your own head. Yep. You know, and, so. that, and that's the thing, right? It's like, um, sometimes, and you know, that's a good point you make there, Maddie. Sometimes when this, these things don't work out, we blame, the company or the multi-level marketing or whatever and maybe that's part of it but a lot of times it's just like it's hard to be an entrepreneur to build an own, your own business i don't think we realize how hard it is because you only see the success stories in the news and on tv and mm-hmm. on dragon's den or shark tank or whatever but boy are those few and far in between and it is hard to start your own business and it is a grind and it is not nine to five it's waking to sleeping and bills got to be paid there's always more regulations in your way there's always more stuff that you got to f- get done it's it's a Tarek, tough thing quit playing with that stupid fidget spinner i can hear it through here <laughs> oh you can hear it yeah my bad <laughs> um yeah no you are right and but i think that's a thing is i think that you know, going back to the whole example you just said where, you know, your income kind of tapers off after that first year, I think the whole idea is it it makes you want to either succeed at this or you're going to learn that you can't succeed at this. But by giving by giving someone a wage on top of those commissions, they're, they're, there's less incentive to go out and, and do the other side of the job. Yeah. You know? And, and I mean, there's, there's service industries, you know, whether it be like being a car salesman or I've also heard about like, um, the same thing said about like the food industry with like waiters and waitresses and paying them less than minimum wage to almost force them to do an exceptional job with their customers in order to live off those tips. Oh, I see. And so it like drives them to do better so that that customer is then incentivized to give them a larger tip and that's what they really make their money off of whether or not that's true i don't know but i i don't always necessarily see something wrong with that because at the end of the day if you don't want to work in that industry no one's telling you you have to yeah you know there is success and there's money to be made in those industries along with these home businesses obviously as you even mentioned with britney's friend but you got to grind. You have to like love what you're doing and you have to just like, you got to put in the hours, you know, because you got to think how many other people are trying to pitch this exact same stuff or, you know, slightly different. It's got a different label and it's got a different name. And, but there's, you know, especially think about it in a place like medicine hat, she's not the only one selling these products or similar products from a different company. 
Yeah. And so she's got to grind harder than all those other people to beat them out for these same customers and the same base of people. Yeah, yeah. And again, the way you make money in multi-level marketing is signing people up beneath you, you know. Absolutely. Which is also hard conversations and finding the right people who are also motivated to that end, right? Not just people you like necessarily, but people who are motivated and will be able to commit. Yeah, it it may not be your friends. It may be other people. You have to make some new friends, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. You got to find the motivated friends, you know, and it's huge. I, I think, you know, something else that's in like a bit of an incentive in that too is your customer base. I mean, I remember hearing someone talk about, I want to say it was Arbon, um, mm-hmm. talking about how they, the example is kind of like if I sold you products and you say bought uh, $100 worth of products from me mm-hmm. and then you and I don't talk again for like say a year, but then you need some more. So you go back through and buy another say $100. Well, because I was your first rep, I continue to make a commission off of any purchases that you make. Yeah, makes sense. So it's it's building up a customer base as well. Well, and that's and that's what I was saying is that, you know, and then you can do that for only so many people yourself, but then if you've got 10 people right below you also doing that for another you've got 100 an army people at that point. Yeah, exactly. And then 10 people below them and everybody gets paid and That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, it's I mean, I don't know. I think if you can make a couple hundred bucks, even a couple grand a month extra from, um, you know, a nice home-based business, they've set it up so it's easy for you, you know. With uh, social media, it's easy to do some basic marketing and um, have these, they oftentimes seem to do these parties to see the product in person or whatever. And so, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, and I, I think that it's it's just going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're just going to continue to see more and more of these products come out. Now, here's the thing. Before we wrap this up, I have – I don't know what I want to call it. I have a game to play. But I more okay. think I I want to do a brainstorming session where we talk about some things because, you know, this is a pretty, like, female-dominated market where yeah. it's a lot of women's products and a lot of women selling this stuff. I'm sure there are men out there. I'm not saying that it's 100% women. Mm-hmm. I'm just more saying that the majority is women. But I was thinking, are there cool ideas that you and I could think up of fun guy products that you could hawk okay. to your friends and to your bros that would be repeat customers? Um, okay. Well, I mean, we talked about craft beer last week. If I could go door to door, not door to door, but like have parties and sell beer. Or not even Ooh. beer, just... What about beer making kits? No, no, that's lame. Nobody wants to make their own beer. Just kidding. Tons of people love making their own beer. It's true. But but I don't want to sell a kit. You gotta you gotta get to the end product. I think it'll be more like Yeah, you know what? You're right, beer's a rough one. Yeah, I don't think the beer's an easy one. Here's my thought. What's one thing a guy has to do every two to three days, no matter what? Shave. Exactly. Now I know that the shaving market is very uh what's the word? saturated that's the word that's the word uh but i'm thinking if you could sell men's men's beauty products if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. you know guys want to look good they want a nice clean shave if you're hawking them razors but also you know here's the thing that i feel like could be huge not only amongst hipsters but also amongst all guys 
is do you ever remember those like movies or old TV shows where a guy would go to a barber and they'd bust out the little like like the brush and like smatter their face with an actual brush with yeah, shaving yeah. cream on it? It's like that's the kind of product you got to sell guys. Okay. It it throws that like old school feel to your shave even though it really isn't doing any different than pumping it out of an aerosol can just makes you feel different and it comes with like the little i've seen these little kits where it comes with like a little thing that yeah yeah sits yeah. in your in your bathroom you know where your brush hangs yeah but anyways i was thinking that sort of stuff because again that's that's disposable products i also thought about barbecue products but that kind of kills the market for the whole yeah, disposable barbecue, side hey? of things you know, unless you were selling like barbecue sauces. Oh yeah, you mean you know? the hardware? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was talking more like not an actual barbecue itself, but like the tools. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. It's not toolkits. Those aren't consumables. No, they're not consumables. You're right. Um, and and then I thought, well, I don't really know what else you could sell with them in order to get guys to keep coming back. Except yeah, maybe it's like got to be the sauces. Barbecue cleaning then products. Like... Oh, maybe barbecue cleaning. Is yeah. that really a thing? I don't know. I... It should be. You should probably clean it. I don't. I we've had a barbecue. Yeah, that's two a million dollar now, idea. And we don't clean it very well. The barbecue cleaning product, you know, where you clean the inside, the outside, shine up that stainless steel if you got stainless steel, which I think most barbecues are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Those products are good. You know what the problem is? I mean, and I'm generalizing, and I know I shouldn't be, but I'm going to. Most guys aren't into this crap. I get just it. don't care. Yeah, it's very like, true. Why can't I just go to buy the barbecue stuff at the store? Why are you gonna make me buy it from you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because you show up with like trays of barbecue. I know. Guys are eating good barbecue. Wild. They're looking I through could catalogs. See, here's what convinced me. This is gonna be something that's very specific to me. Okay. If um, what someone could do if if they had a scotch or whiskey drinking party and I could come and try all the kinds and say I like this nice. one and they built me like a little this is what subscription services do now though they build you like a little flavor profile and then they send me new whiskey every month or every or new yeah, you know and I then I'd be like, like yeah that's a rich man's kind sign of me up. sign me up and I'll pay you a hundred bucks a month to curate my liquor that would be great <laughs> that would actually be a smooth move yeah, I, that exists already. I've looked into it. Oh, well, Derek, I'm not talking about ones that already exist. Let's well, it doesn't exist cool in the multi-level marketing world. It just exists. It's like the subscription. That's maybe one we should talk about. Everybody's into the subscriptions now. There's always a box for something, it seems like. Yeah, you know? true. You know the big one that I've noticed is really popular amongst like podcast ads that I've Bad heard? Bad fit fun. Is socks. Yeah. Dress socks. Oh, yeah. Sock oh, companies yeah. become really Bamboo popular. or whatever. What's the name of that company? Well, I, I, uh, there's another one called Feet. F-E-A-T. Feet socks. And they do socks? Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of them. But, like, the Everybody's whole idea is that they sell you. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, and we're on a coffee one. We really like it. It's actually a, an alumni of Prairie who's, who's running it or whatever. And so, and we enjoy it, but. I mean, and it's great if you have something you like and you want to keep trying different stuff of it. Like, I would love to jump on that whiskey one. Wait, and I might do that soon. Who's the cop? Give a shout out to the coffee company, man. Yeah, it's uh, Joey Heinrichs. Oh. Uh, Kyle Hodgman and uh, Josh Watson, the friends of mine. And they're here in Medicine Hat, and it's Coffee Club. 
we're part of the coffee club. You just go to gocoffeeclubgo.com and you can get signed up and get your own subscription of coffee. It's kind of fun. Like we get like coffee from all over the world. It's roasted here in Canada. Local roasters are constantly on the road finding the best coffee there. Coffee connoisseurs. And then on days when me and Brittany get to sit at home and enjoy, we pull out the good stuff and we have a nice cup of coffee. You know? Ooh. You watch, Joey's going to rip this off as an ad. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> No, that's good. Cool. Now, are they like, do you know if they're like across Canada? Like if I wanted to subscribe? Yeah, totally. Okay. They use Canada Post, so I, the mail anyways. I don't know. Maybe it's not Canada Post, but yeah, you just a, go to the website. You can subscribe. Bill. Okay. No, that's good to know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah see, I think I, it's 30 bucks a month that includes, includes shipping and you get, I don't know, a pound or two of coffee. I don't know. Wow. That's but, cool though. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, you are right though. The subscription subscription service is kind of the way to go. There's a lot of them now, which is cool because if you like something and you want to try something new, go for it. You know, if we were really going back to our episodes, we could we could talk. I know Brittany um, was looking at getting into like FabFitFun or one of these other ones that it's some Fab of these. FabFitFun. They send you like uh, workout stuff or little trinkets and stuff like that. But um, she's like, it really plays into our consumeristic society. There's no reason. Brittany says that I need, and I agree with her that I need that much stuff every single month. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's kind of in true. You are of, right. I suppose. In terms of clothing, and you know, if it's a consumable, it's different, right? Because you can drink that much, right. I guess. But yeah, in terms of clothing and and other like houseware things, it's like, yeah, that's a bit much, but. You know, teach their own, right? Some people do love that, and they'll keep keep stuff fresh in their house and whatever. So, yeah, and in their wardrobe. Also, hey, how about here's another subscription service that we never even talked about? Was these like meal subscription services? You heard of these things? Oh yeah, they're big. Yeah, like Blue Apron and what's yeah, the other? I don't know if Blue Apron's in Canada, but it definitely is in Canada. Okay, good. Um, I've looked into it actually at one point. No, a buddy but, of mine was just telling me he did it the other day and he thought it was great. Yeah, and they just send you food to cook at home so that you basically don't have to grocery shop and also like grocery shop for specific items that you or may meal plan. use yeah. one. Plans the meal and I think they send you the food in the right proportions too so you just pretty much just put it together. Yeah. You know? And it so. takes like a half hour to an hour sort of thing I'm pretty sure and then it's like yeah. voila, you got dinner. I love it. Which you got to think in a pretty busy society which – a lot of, I would say, young people are pretty busy in their evenings or whatever. I know that, like, I would definitely take advantage of that. Just simply because, like, for instance, when I'm in school, it's like I work eight hours a day, come home, and I typically have to study in the evenings. So I don't always really have a ton of time to be able to do things. Obviously, right now, I'm just at school full time, so I've got plenty of time to do stuff. But, yeah, no, I, I get where those... Yeah, I mean, it's nice to make a meal, and it feels better than going out to eat, I think. And I think it might be a little bit cheaper. Make it some leftovers for the next day, and now it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Maddie. You ready yeah. for some stock talk? Stock talk. Dude, stock where's the talk. finger guns? Stock talk. There we go. All right, all right, all right. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. When you sing along to that, because I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. Make sure you hit the little rewind 15 seconds and do it over again, but make sure you do it with the finger guns because if you don't, it really takes away from the whole Got to get the finger guns. Got to get the finger guns. All right. This week, I'm going to talk about 
I want to get you to try and guess anyways. What do you think the best, the top 10 stocks, this is going to be out of New York, mm-hmm. of the last decade? Well, whoa. Let's say this this article is a little bit older. So, yeah, last decade roughly though. It probably has to You want me to guess all 10 of them? Well, you could try. Okay. I, maybe we'll I'll go through the the back 5 and you can you can try and do the uh, Let me the guess top the five. top. Let me try and guess the top 5. Okay. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me start with the back. You can't we can't start with the best ones and go backwards. Nobody will care by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly <laughs> hitting the forward 30 button just yeah, to get exactly. ahead. Okay. All right. Top the 10th one, Dollar Tree, DLTR. Now, a lot of people wouldn't have expected that, but dollar stores over the last 10 years have been huge. People, the, like 845% in 10 years growth. And and you've got to think, I don't know if you remember when you were a dollar store when you were a kid to now, they've gotten a lot better and they've gotten a lot more frequent. Dollar stores have been growing like nobody's business. Um. Next, CF Industries Holdings. That's Canadian Fertilizer? I don't know what CF stands for. <laughs> I feel like Canadian Fertilizer can't be right. But 850%. I don't know what they do. Well, they are a fertilizer company. So that's just more about ag stuff. Now, eight, Edwards Life Sciences Corp. Wow. What do they do? They make heart and valve related technologies. So kind of pharmaceuticals. And their profits should continue to go up as baby boomers get older and older and people, that bulge of population goes through. As people almost start dying, they got to yep. get crap replaced. Exactly. exactly. Under Armour. That makes sense to me. Yep. Um, when you think about it, Under Armour, when I was in high school, they, they were non-existent. And now they're almost on par with Nike in my head for cool stuff. No, probably that's higher. definitely not true. No. Here's the thing. The one thing Under Armour has going for it more than anything, and I don't know why they don't try and exploit this more, The Rock. They've got the biggest global, I shouldn't say global icon, but definitely North American icon in movies and television right now. That guy is the highest paid actor in Hollywood and has been the last like two or three years. Yeah, he's he's got his own line of like workout gear with them out now. Yep. But he's been sponsored by them for like, I know that he was sponsored by them all the way back to when he was in the movie Gridiron Gang, which wow. was like 2005. And you don't think they're getting their value out of him? I think, no. They just dropped his own first like shoe and clothing, uh, like apparel line. And it's like 2018. That's 13 years of having a oh, wow. huge force. And Star. a guy who has... Just have you ever seen his Instagram? That guy posts, and there's like millions of people who like every photo. So but he must like, show some Under Armour on his Instagram. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah, but I'm more saying that you've wasted time by not having him. Interesting. Yep. I don't what understand do you, what do you why... get him to. What do you get him to endorse? Just T-shirts and stuff? Because he's not an athlete. You what? can't do shoes. You can't do. Well, he has his own shoes, but you you push it all around the shoes? idea of yeah. It's like weight training. Because oh. have you ever seen the way this guy travels? Sorry, this is a really big rabbit trail. But he travels with this thing called what he calls Iron Paradise, which is, I believe it takes, I can't remember how many transport trucks to transport this whole thing. But he builds gym. like a giant gym every set he goes to. It's in apparently all his contracts for all of his movies and television, all that sort of stuff. The fact is, this guy is highly underutilized by this company. 
Interesting. And I think I don't understand why you're not cross promoting him with Steph Curry in commercials, uh, in advertisements, whatever it might be. You've got one of the biggest names in basketball, top three, maybe even top two, and the and biggest guy Jordan in Steve. Hollywood. They they literally live three hours away from each other. That's kind of far for them. And well, like in forty five minute plane ride away oh, from never each mind. other. Yeah, that's nothing. And yet, you know, I I just don't get how you haven't used this guy. And there's not like a shoe that's like the Rock's like seventh shoe out with them already. Is that right? You know what I mean? Well, you know, you gotta you should be trying oh. to get hired on to the marketing department. Of I just think this is why Under Armour is never gonna catch up with like Nike well, or Adidas. I think because I think. I don't know where they're at. I mean, Adidas money-wise, they're nowhere near them. I don't know about money, but I mean, I'm talking about it's because it's all about what people like the brand, you know. And Under Armour's up there. Is it better than Nike? Not in my head, but you know, I'm not the target market anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So we'll see. I mean, you might be right. They need to use their their talent better. It's notoriously hard to sell, to consistently sell shoes. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, Besides Jordan's, who's been making shoes for years and years, right? So, yeah. Anyways, keep moving. All right, number six. I would have thought this one was higher up on the list. Can you guess what it is? Google. Apple. It's number six, 920%. Um, yeah, they. I don't know if their stocks really recovered. Last week we kind of talked about their, their, their little bit of a drop. I, I saw some articles saying it may still be going down, but oh, well. You know, all right, number shucks, we don't have a trillion dollars. We have $999 billion. billion. Isn't that the worst? Wow. Come on. Yeah. Um, Back, hey, tech. I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm top five here, bro. Oh, my bad. Come all on right. now. That's rude. Sorry. Okay. These, are, these are very guessable. Okay. Uh, let me see. The first one, the second. Oh, they're not that guessable, actually. Continue, though. Okay. Um, can you give me the first letter in each one? Okay, so like number, number five, five starts with A. I want to say Amazon, but I, it, it is okay. Amazon, cool. okay. good guess, Woo. up fifteen hundred percent over crazy. the last ten years. Um, yeah, I mean Amazon's in everything. I watched uh, Hassan Minhaj's Netflix special about Amazon. You don't even realize the stuff they do on the back end for everybody. Right. It's just outrageous. They will rule the world. It's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Next one, number four. You won't guess this one, but Try also me. starts with A. Alibaba. No. Dang it. That was my big move. You know what? That one might have been one if it was on a Chinese chocolate kitchen. I don't think it's been in the United States for that long. Airbnb. Negative. Not a tech company. Ah, oh, dang it. Uh, I have it's no not, idea. That. You won't get oh, it. You kidding. won't get it. Lexion Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, definitely <laughs> would not have gotten that one. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, pharmaceutical companies make a ton of money, as everybody knows. Um, why did these guys make a ton of money? I, I couldn't tell you. Guys, who cares? Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's keep moving. The biotech stock. All right, number three. You could guess this one. Okay. I, I need you to give me the first letter. Ah, you get it right away if I get it. Is it the Google? Oh. Ah, dang it. Well, give me the first letter. Fine, N. N. I thought you would get it right away. That's my fault. You're no, going to hit I... yourself and you don't get it. Is it Nike? Nope. I don't know. It's other... Netflix. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> I didn't know that they were a publicly traded company, to be honest. Oh, they were. 
They are, sorry. Wow. Yep. They put Blockbuster out of business. Dude, did they ever? Now they're... And they, you know, Netflix is a lot younger. Not younger, sorry. They're not that young because they were doing the DVD thing for a while. But they're up against some big companies in this streaming business like Amazon. Sounds like Apple's getting into that game. Um, but anyways, number you know, three. The streaming, 19, 000, can I just point out that the streaming business has really killed my entire... Like what I've spent probably thousands of dollars on through the 2000s. Yeah, I believe the, it. Well, I mean, that's the same thing with... Uh, are you talking music or are you talking movies? I'm talking the DVD collection I own. Yeah, as well as money. the amount of songs that I bought through iTunes. Unfortunately. She used LimeWire like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was ethical. Sorry, T. Uh, but now I have no need for it. I actually deleted my entire iTunes library today, realizing, what do I have this 30 gigs of music on my... You didn't put it on your separate hard drive? Well, I mean, it's still through, like, my, like, purchase thing on Apple. So it's not like I can't ever recover it. But it's more just the fact that, like, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. You know? I'm with you, man. I don't know what to do with a CD. It's just a waste of space. I'm with you. It's kind of weird. All right, number two. Number two and number one are really hard. I'm just going to tell you. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, would have never got that. Who cares about pharmaceuticals? Keep moving. Well, it's another biotech company. Doesn't matter. I don't know what they're doing. The last one here is Priceline Group, Inc. Priceline. You know what that is? I have no idea what Priceline does. Dude, Priceline, I've heard the... Priceline, Priceline. they're the hotel people. Yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, and rental cars. Yeah, 5,345%. <laughs> What? Well, just goes to show you, you know, I feel like in the news, you don't hear a lot about Priceline. You don't hear a lot about Regeneron. You don't hear a lot about Alexion or CF. But these are companies that, I don't know, you know, just because you're not in the news doesn't mean it's not a a thing you you should pick up and buy, right? That's exactly it. That's Almost by the time it gets to the news, you shouldn't even be worrying about it. (laughs) Yeah, because it usually means that they're already... Could be, could be. What do you want to guess the next 10 years, if you had to pick the next 10? Uh, weed companies. I guess that's just in Canada, but if we were looking TSX, ah, that won't be on the S&P. Never mind. But at any rate, <laughs> weed companies have been huge. <laughs> Man, I want to see some monthly sales come November 17th. I hope that they release them. Oh, yeah. Let I think, everyone uh, know what, what we've been making. I think uh, some earnings were announced by... I think Aurora or something last week or something like that. I didn't take a look at what the article said, but they're starting to come in. I mean, it hasn't been a month yet, but yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, some of these docs were like $2 and now they're $70 and people have held them the entire time. It's just outrageous the amount of money people have made off these stocks. And so that's just great because they're still going to keep going up. It's not like it was, it's a bit of a bubble, but now now they're making money. All you hear is can't find enough weed. Not enough, not enough supply to meet demand. Sales through the roof. Sold out, sold out. So, yeah. Yeah, I. Gosh, I think that's a positive thing for the economy, though. It's got to yeah, be. I agree. I agree. Be. All right, man. Okay. Good guessing on the top ten. You got the one that mattered. Should have gotten Netflix, but you know, better luck next time. Man, I really dropped the ball on the Netflix one. I apologize, folks. You had N and everything, but that's all right. All right. Okay. Well, guys, leave us a review. Give us a a like or a thumbs up on on whatever podcasting app you're using. Letting us know what you want to listen to, what we want to talk about. And uh, guys, do us a favor. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
uh, and Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, that's the one I was thinking of. All um, handles are in the description. I'm, I'm trying to get more active on there. I apologize because I'm really not good at it. Neither is Tarek. Uh, that's Matt's job. But uh, well, I know. Hey, we should take a vote. If you, uh, I told Matt he's just got to start, you know, disturbing the shit, just pissing people off. That's how you get noticed on on Twitter. Derek, it's not who I am though. I can't be some opinionated. It's not you. It's on there. talk to me. <laughs> so everybody, just go on Twitter. Give him a hard time, and uh, we can get this ball rolling. T, did you uh, <laughs> see the stock advice that I put up there from you? For me? Yeah. I on Twitter. I don't have Twitter. No, on Facebook even too. I threw it up there too. Go look not. it up right now. Right now, guys, we're live. Tarek's looking up the coolest post that I put up. Talk to me. It says here. <laughs> Just buy low and sell high. <laughs> and I was being facetious because that's like the only way to make money in life. <laughs> I just laughed so hard when I was like, I I kept that screenshot up until. Yeah. I threw that up there. So, anyways, ladies and well, gentlemen, not wrong, fellas. Hit us or... up. You know what? Uh, believe it or not, our next week we are going to be top talking ugh, talking about a fan suggested topic. So stay tuned for that, and that goes to show you that shouting out ideas of of maybe things that you want to hear us talk about will get heard on this podcast. So. Um, feel free to keep firing away different ideas if you want us to hear or want us to talk about you know particular things. Uh, we're always more than happy to chat about stuff. Let's do it. Till next time. Peace out. Catch you guys later. I got my eyes on you.